Welcome to another episode of the Roots Roots Podcast, where we promote and preserve the rich African-American culture. Hi, my name is Perry Gaffney, and I'm your host this month for Roots Roots, Joe Lewis by Theta Palmer Head, January 1978. As I scrambled to surface through the sea of bodies that crowded the room and perched myself high on the arm of my father's favorite chair, my heart was pounding. Our living room was filled with anticipation. The small radio blared the voice of the sportscaster who glibly spoke with a cadence that mesmerized everyone in the small tenement room. All thoughts were captivated by this voice, and through it, we were transported to ringside, a thousand miles away. Suddenly, there was a heavy, uneasy silence, then sharply and methodically, like an orchestra being led by its maestro, this assemblage started its chant. One, two, three, count by count. On the count of 10, all hell broke loose. He won! He's still champ! This jubilation enveloped the entire block. The streets were alive with people shouting and dancing and celebrating. Joe Lewis had maintained the title of heavyweight champion of the world. This scene was not an isolated incident in St. Louis, but was happening simultaneously in black neighborhoods throughout America. Joe Lewis was a hero. He was a winner. He triumphed over impossible odds at a time when America was at war. The economy was experiencing a Great Depression, and the Negro existence was at an all-time low. He became a positive symbol of victory. The champ, however, never outgrew the honesty and humility that obviously came from his humble beginnings. Joseph Lewis Barrow was born on May 13, 1914, to Monroe and Lily Reese Barrow on a farm near Lafayette, Alabama. He was the grandson of slaves and the great-grandson of a slave owner. When Joe was two years old, his father was committed to a mental institution, and that left his mother and seven children to scratch out their lives on a worn-out tenant farm. But Lily Barrow was strong of body and will. Single-handedly, she fed her family and trained them in the ways of the church. Later, she married Patrick Brooks, and moved to Detroit, Michigan. Little did Joe know that this would be the turning point in his life. The Great Depression hit the family hard, and as an alternative to gang activity, his mother attempted to get Joe interested in playing the violin. But he discarded his school books and violin for boxing gloves. By 1932, he had won the Detroit Golden Gloves, and later, by 1934, the National Light Heavyweight Championship in St. Louis. And in 1937, Joe Lewis became the heavyweight champion of the world. The rest is history. Joe Lewis held the title continuously from 1937 to 1949 and defeated six world champions by knockouts. His record is unequal to this day. When he retired from the ring in 1951, Joe had fought 71 bouts. 
He had won 68 of them, and 54 were knockouts. Joe Lewis's ability got universal acclaim when he knocked out the pride of Nazi Germany, Max Schmeling. The Brown Bomber's victory was an American blow against the Hitler regime. Joe willingly interrupted his career to join the Army during World War II. He was promoted to sergeant, toured Army camps, performed exhibition fights, and won the Legion of Merit Medal. He was a true patriot and donated his exhibition money to the government. His generous nature and charitable attitude often surpassed practicality. For example, Gene Tooney made almost a million dollars just from his second Dempsey fight. Dempsey himself earned over $2,400,000 in eight title bouts. Interestingly, neither of them paid income tax. On the other hand, it took Joe 27 fights to make $2,722,000. All of this income was heavily taxed by the federal government. Much of Joe's life outside the ring was plagued by marital problems, tax hearings, business failures, and unwise investments. But these problems did not prevent him from becoming an expert in the ring. He perfected his craft and did it longer, more often, and better than anyone else in the fight business. The ambience that Joe Lewis created in the boxing ring will probably never be duplicated. Modern times and circumstances have sullied hero worship, and that's unfortunate. We need African-American heroes that we can cherish and extol unabashedly. Joe Lewis's greatest victory was solidifying the black populace into a single suspended heartbeat while waiting for the magic number 10. The count may be just an echo now, but the announcement that followed is still loud and clear. The winner and still champion, Joe Lewis. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Roots has been documenting the strides of African-Americans in every artistic and cultural facet for over 40 years, enlightening and inspiring readers with articles about dance, theater, music, art, photography, education, politics, and more. Roots promotes and preserves the rich African-American legacy for future generations. Make sure you do not miss the next episode and follow Roots Roots on Spotify. For in-depth articles about African-American culture, events, and much more, visit our website at roots-mag.com.